Dear friends, welcome to another edition of Forum 2000 Online Chat. I am Lucia Arguejova, and I'm happy to welcome here today Ana Karina Lopez from Ecuador. Welcome, Ana Karina. It's a great pleasure Hi. meeting you in this online space. Thank you. Ana Karina is the founding partner and vice president of the board of Fundamedios, an organization that defends journalism from political power. She has specialized in political journalism for nearly 30 years, her latest publication is El Septimo Rafael, which is a non-authorized biography of the former president of Ecuador, Rafael Correa. This book was a success in Ecuador and was awarded the Municipality's Book of the Year for Journalism. So without further delays, Ana Karina, I would like to ask you my first question. Now that the presidency of Lenin Moreno ended, can we draw a comparison between the Korea administration and the Moreno administration in terms of limits to freedom of expression? I know that in 2013, your organization Fundamedios almost got dissolved by the government. Uh, has there been more space for analytical and critical journalism in last years? Of course, they were very, very different. <laughs> because uh, even uh, Moreno was uh, the same party of uh, political party of Rafael Correa, uh, Moreno started a new relationship and a new e era in uh, freedom of expression. Because during Rafael's Correa government, which began in 2007 and lasted 10 years, Freedom of expression was one of the most repressed rights in Ecuador. From the beginning, his strategy, like that of any good populist, uh, was to have a sparring, and the, his sparring was the, ma the media, the mass media. In his first campaign, when he, he was a stranger for everyone, everybody in the country, uh, the media helped him to get there because he was also a very um, mediatic character. And uh, like what happened with uh, Donald Trump, for example, no? as soon as the first uh, criticism or dissensions occur, Korea began to attack the media. Until then, the media were one of the institutions with the greatest credibility in the country. His government, government managed through his speech to ruin the image of the traditional media. Correa attacked on several fronts as he felt that his message did not arrive as he wanted. He established a direct communication uh, that lasted between two, two and three hours every Saturday. And he, he said he speak with people, with his people in direct and, and but that, that was the first, uh, I don't know, stage of this attack because uh, in each uh, Saturday, he has uh, the uh, a, 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 a part of the, of the communication named um, freedom, of expression is for everybody. He was the freedom of expression. <laughs> and um, then he also began to prosecute the press through justice. As the judicial powers were at his service, he managed to persecute and 
medias and journalists, paying special attention um, to not imprison them so as to not uh, dismantle uh, his uh, international image. No, we don't have any uh, journalist in prison in Ecuador in, in his, no? And then um, we can cite some examples. He started with a headline of a newspaper that he did not like. And he wanted to find the, the newspaper with, uh, I don't know, 8,000, uh, 8, no, $800,000 of fine. Then um, he continued with a book about uh, his brother's business, El Gran Hermano, or Big Brother, written by Juan Carlos Calderón and Cristian Zurita, and the most notably, the famous case of the newspaper El, Universe, El Universo, which he wanted a payment for undermining his dignity of $40 million of dollars fine and three years in jail for the journalist. It was about an article who was writing and he was uh, not agreed with this, this article. After the sentence, the judicial sentence, he forgave the condemnant. Well, he, you know, he, he seemed to be very furious, but he was a very kind president to, to forgive everybody. <laughs> and in addition, the government of the citizen revolution, that was the name of, of his government. Uh, he says some, says some media and created a large network of television channels and news, newspapers that were not public, but a government propaganda. The last phase of the attack was the drafting of the communication law, which was approved in 2013. This allowed the, the government to establish the information that appears in the media and how they publish it. A norm that has been criticized by the United Nations as well as the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights. The censorship was led to all traditional media to have a lawyer in their writing in the, uh, to write each news. No? They were very hard times. With the arrival of Lenin Moreno, the media became free again. And although the communication law was still in force, it was practically no longer applied. And the first stage of the dismantling, dismantling this law began. So we began a new era with Moreno. We have the current, the, the usual confrontation between pre the press and the government, but we, I don't know, the, 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 perse the perse persecution for the media was, uh, was over. Yeah, you, you basically are describing uh, quite a significant change or maybe improvement mm -hmm. even, let's call it that way, in the, in the space for journalists and, and freedom of expression. Uh, but in 2019, during the massive October protests, um, Funda Medios, yeah reported over 100, um, I think even over 130, I think, attacks against yeah. journalists and communicators. Um, does this mean there is anyways, uh, or there was anyways, a systematic effort 
uh, to silence uh, reporters and influence public opinion uh, during during these protests? Those attacks were not uh, for, for from the government. No, all of them, but many of them were from the many uh, from the manifest the protesters so uh, the protesters attacked the press because in the October demonstration had a mixture mixtures of popular discontent and serious political political infiltrations by organizations that wanted to to, to I don't know so chaos you know and there was a lot of uh, Rafael's Korea legacies of contempt for the media led to many of the attacks that took place during the October demonstrations. You know, everybody, and we have a lot of people who was uh, who were in the Korea's site. So it was not so popular. It was very political. It was a confrontation against uh, Moreno's government. Who, who now he was in the other side of Korea. He and he, he was not his uh, here. Uh, he he doesn't continue with his politics. So Korea was very angry with him. Mm -hmm. uh, so polarization throughout the world leads to this confrontation because the population population that's not feel represented in the media in Latin America. This demonstration that multiplied last year, you know, in, in Peru, in Ecuador, in Chile, and now continue in Colombia, have a mixture of popular discontent and a level of fatigue of the popular classes with the elites whom they identified with the media. You know? During the demonstrations in Ecuador, this polarization was also evident in the media information and took on political overtones. The pro-Korea media broadcast massacres by the police, while the others tended to dilute the, 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 repression, the repression. The real result was the people found themselves without real information. Mm -hmm. So you're describing basically that there were um, kind of two narratives shown mm -hmm. by the media, exactly. one of them by mass media, the other one maybe by uh, individual broadcasters or independent reporters or even like social communicators. Um, what was what was the um, uh, the stance of Fundamedios at the time? What what type of information would be Fundamedios then reporting? Okay, so Fundamedios had to have very um, uh, very uh, accurate information because you know even some institutions were uh, penetrated by Korea so the Defensoria del Pueblo I don't know the, the translation so they have wrong information they they, they um, la Defensoria del Pueblo said we have uh, I don't know 13 person who uh, dead in the manifestation and it was not true. We didn't, we didn't find 13 persons. Uh, now we find, I don't know, nine people or eight people. That was very different. But, but you know, it, it, it was uh, an information war that we have there. So uh, Fundamedios have to have very, very 
uh, a lot of precaution to 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 make the information in in those days. We we have a service of uh, fact checking that it worked very very good in in, in this case. Mm -hmm. Um, what would be then uh, the situation today? You described that during uh, the Korea presidency, uh, he mm -hmm. basically constructed oh. a system uh, mm -hmm. to support his own image. Uh, mm -hmm. Then you described there was some kind of improvement during um, modern administration, uh, while this kind of new environment permitted increased polarization and this kind mm -hmm. of... Um, media war. Uh, what is the situation today? Who owns the media, the mass media, let's say, like what, what are the, what, what is the, um, let's say, power behind them? What is the yeah. goal of, of this media today? We have a very difficult uh, situation here in Ecuador because we don't have any more very big, big uh, empires of information, you know, they continue to say that we have, but all the families uh, uh, in the traditional media, we have a very bad uh, transition to the digital um, medias. So we, I, I think all the medias are lost in all his power. And in the other side, uh, Rafael's Correa of official information machinery was overwhelming leaving behind hundreds of institutional journalists or public relation members. And that time almost, in, in Korea's time, almost 30 ministries were created and each one had at least a team of 30 people. 30 people. That is the large, that was the large and most, most powerful newsroom in the country. You know, we are a tiny country of uh, 17 millions of persons and very, very tiny. And uh, I don't know, 200 journalists is a lot for a government. <laughs> so, um, uh, so we that's the largest and most powerful newsroom. In addition to, we have to make an uh, successful reform to the communication law. So I think the new government uh, have to recycle all those journalists so they can make real information because this is a country without good databases, for example. We don't know uh, which does, not know how to see that it really helps to form a country without data is the most Important things. We 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 live in propaganda, you know, and we don't have uh, accurate information about us. So I think that's the the, the most important uh, goal to the government, to the current government, and to make a, a good transformation of the of the communication law. Mm -hmm. So you believe that um, uh, maybe um, employing, let's say, more journalists on some kind of data collection and uh, maybe new laws would also, let's say, uh, contribute to a greater freedom of expression, maybe maybe even the polarization of the environment or what else? What else should the new uh, government do to, let's say, um, depolarize the space and 
uh, make sure that the information that is um, presented by the media is uh, is more true than a lie, or that it's not, let's say, yeah. in any way propagandistic. I think it, yes, because it have to produce more um, transparent information. You know, for example, in the in all the vaccines program, you in Ecuador you you, you can't. You can know now what's the, the the truth about about this. Some some people say in in the uh, social network that the, that's not uh, working, and others say yes, it's, it's working. And I don't know the, the health ministry ministry doesn't produce uh, accurate information about this. For example, that is the the most important goal in the actual government. Also, um, Ecuador has um, several, let's say, human rights issues uh, that uh, reappear. Uh, for example, in United Nations, the civil society organizations report um, about the situation, yet it's, um, according to them, it's not very common that these issues uh, are talked about in the mass media, uh, that, for example, um, minorities, are their views are mass media, um, that topics such as, let's say, um, gender violence and so on are not touched. So um, uh, is, there, is there a way how, how Ecuadorian media, mass media could get more inclusive of yeah. these more marginalized topics? Yeah, we have a lot of... of work to do about this and I think um, traditional medias are failing in, in this including information journals and I think all the digital media are doing a very good work you know about uh, rights and including minorities and yeah I think uh, young people are doing a, a very good job in this in these kind of things. I have I have hope about this. <laughs> Thank you, Anna Karina. We will stay with okay. this recommendation of yours of following uh, the digital uh, new media made by mm -hmm. younger younger um, uh, people. Mm -hmm. Uh, and with this, um, um, so thank you once more again for joining this online okay. chat with this. Uh, we are concluding. Say thank you. See you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>